Hey guys, welcome to the Man from Manila podcast. This is Justin, and I'm your host. In this show, we'll talk about anything under the hot Manila sun. Today's episode, we'll talk about my favorite topic and what I'm really passionate about, traveling. So hey guys, welcome, welcome to the show and thank you for listening. Please stay a while and listen or put me in the background. I'd appreciate that. Thank you for being here. And first, I want to talk about traveling in this age. My influence, my personal influences in travel. Okay. When I was young, I used to watch a lot of, a lot of, a lot of Um, Discovery Channel and National Geographic where you could see different cultures from different places and that's really amazing to see Ooh, someone is at the door anyway those are my influences another uh, a few a uh, uh, few other personal influences would be my parents my dad was a mountaineer and my mom uh, was a flight stewardess so You know, they would travel a lot, go to different places, and you know, I would always hear stories. I would always be intrigued by these stories, and I would really, really love that. Also, my uncle, one of my uncles, used to work for the United Nations, and he would go around places, places that you know I wouldn't even dare or dare dreaming to go to, or I don't even see myself going to these places, uh, such as. Uh, North Korea, he has been there. He has lived in Kenya, and all around Africa. Like, you know, growing up in Manila, I wouldn't even think about going to those places. But I really do want to. Really want to see the, the you know, see what he has seen. He's been to Mongolia. I, I always wanted to go to Mongolia, to Mongolia, and I think it's pretty fun. They have different cultures and different customs, and I'm excited to see those. Right. Anyway, according to them, one of the things they told me, according to them, traveling back then for leisure is such a luxury, but not everyone could do it. Right. It's always been different, right? But in this age and time today, with Uh, airfare getting cheaper and cheaper, uh, hotels getting cheaper and cheaper through Airbnb. Information can be found everywhere, and there's no reason you shouldn't travel, right? It's very easy now. Okay, so with that, why should we travel? Why should you travel, listener? First, it opens up a lot, a lot of experiences. We'll get to that in a bit. I just wanted to share how I started to travel, right? So I told you my influences, but how did I, a man from Manila, thought of, hey, I want to travel and see the world? Well, it all started in my freshman orientation. Well, officially started in my freshman orientation back in college. They were showing the different organizations, and the first uh, organization that popped up 
and I got really interested in is the mountaineering organization, the mountaineering society. Like, I studied in the same school my dad did. And he told me he started mountaineering when he was in college. So, naturally, I joined in. Turns out, it wasn't the same organization as my dad's. But the alumni of the organization I joined in knew him, okay? Anyway, so I joined in and... I could tell you it was a lot of fun. Every weekend, like I don't, I, I don't know how was how I was able to pull it off, but almost every weekend we would be able to hike and camp on different mountains. Right? It was hell of hell of a fun, a lot of fun. Then, uh, I think that was this is a. 2013, I've always wanted to go to Sagada. Uh, it's a little mountain village in the Cordilleras here in the Philippines. I've always wanted to go there. And it's kind of it's tricky to organize a trip with people. So like, I told myself, you know, you know what? I'm just going to go there. I'm just going to go there alone. And that was my first time traveling alone, to be honest with you. That was my first time traveling alone with only a backpack. I went up there, rode on a bus, and guess what? I I met my very first character. Like, this was unforgettable because this wouldn't happen if I was traveling with somebody. I got on a bus here in Manila. And of course, traveling alone, uh, there was an empty seat beside me. It was a busy day because I think it was a Friday. So there was an empty seat beside me, and I thought nobody would want to sit beside me. But, you know, the bus was full, and there was a guy who sat beside me. He was a foreigner, okay? I was... I was in shock. Not really in shock, but uh, I was surprised. There you go. That's a pro- That's a better term. I was surprised to see him not carrying a bag, going to Baguio. The first bus was going to Baguio. That's like an eight-hour trip from Manila. He wasn't carrying a bag. He was only carrying a folder. That got me thinking. Like, he probably put his luggage in down in the bus. He didn't have any carry-ons. Got me thinking, right? So, I, you know, on the way to the trip, an eight-hour trip, I talked to this guy. Turns out, he was an ex-convict. But not in a bad way. Okay, he's a foreigner. Turns out he was uh, British. And he overstayed his visa in the Philippines. And he's on his way back to Baguio. And because in Baguio, there lived his daughter and his Filipino wife. You know, these are the stories that you won't be able to hear. You won't be able to experience when you don't travel. So I was thankful. That was my first character. Then second character, like I met, I met a lot of uh, new friends from different countries. A ton of, a ton actually. In my own country. Different people, different stories, different experiences. And I just fell, alo- fell in love with solo traveling. Then there was another time where I 
when I traveled to Seoul, South Korea, alone. I'm not a I'm not a K-pop fan. I don't know anything about Korea. Like nothing, nothing. Uh, someone just gave me a ticket and a week stay, all expense paid. I was lucky. I was blessed to be honest. And I said, "Hell yeah! I'll just I'll just go there alone." Had a BNB posted some updates on Facebook and on Instagram. Then, turns out, well, wait, I want to tell the story first. What was my plan? I was going to be there for a week. One week. I didn't know anything. So, as a mountaineer, the first thing I did was to look up if there was a hikeable or climbable mountain. Right? Then, I saw this, uh, forgot the name of the mountain. I think it's just north of Seoul. It's just nearby. Anyway, it's just a bus ride. So I, I scheduled my trip that first day when I when I get there, I'm gonna travel around the city. The third day, I will climb the mountain and see what's up, what's happening, right? So first day I went out for dinner, went around the area, had fun, ordered a lot of fried chicken. Fried chicken's re- Korean fried chicken is really, really good, by the way. Then one, there was a friend that replied to one of my posts, and he told me, Bro, you're in Korea as well. Yeah, dude, what's up? Then we started to have a conversation. Then he's actually a high school classmate, but we, we weren't really that close. We, uh, I, I met him, and it turns out he was traveling with a few more classmates of, classmates of mine in high school. And we... Had a fun time that night, the second night. I told him, like, hey, I'm climbing the mountain tomorrow. Maybe you want to come. And they weren't prepared because they didn't know that you can. there's an outdoor activity. There, there was an outdoor activity in Seoul, South Korea. So we got drunk. Got a hangover the next day. I couldn't climb. So I told myself, I'll just take the day off and uh, climb the next. So next day, I, I've climbed. And it was my first... Uh, I, w- I wouldn't call it alpinist climb, but rather it was my first climb where the the temperature is really cold. Like in the Philippines, you can get below zero or one degree, two degrees Celsius, but that was those are really rare cases. But this time, there was snow. And this was the first time I've climbing on a mountain with snow. Bad for me. Uh, I only uh, packed a light jacket, some scarves, hiking shoes. I didn't. I didn't even. Um, I didn't even. Uh, what do you call this? Packed proper hiking pants for the cold. I only packed like the usual shorts and uh, tights for climbing in the warm weather here in the Philippines. So I only brought those. So I started the climb, and I met these two elderly Koreans who were climbing. They were probably in their 60s, and they were laughing at me. Anyway, I started the climb, started the trek, saw some Buddhist temples along the way, meditated in some, prayed in some. I, don't, I didn't know if I, if I did the right thing, right? 
met some monks, which was really cool, by the way. Got some pictures. It was awesome. Then, at the top, I saw the two elderly ladies waiting for me, laughing. They were, they were trying to tell me in broken English that they, uh, they were older than me, multiplied by three. But they were able to climb faster than me. And they were laughing at my shorts and tights. They never seen someone climb that mountain with, the, with that apparel. It was funny. Then at the top, uh, I hanged out for a bit. Then saw a dog and hanged out with the dog on top of a mountain. It was really cool, by the way. And going down, I traversed the mountain. Then, you know, I could tell you there was a restaurant there, a noodle house, a th- or a tea house noodle house on top of a mountain that's very cliche with an old man serving noodles. How cliche would that be? And it was interesting. Like, these are the things that you would read in stories or watch in movies. But I've experienced this through traveling. And that was amazing. That was funny, right? Recently, uh, the last place I've traveled to was Europe. Uh, I've been to London and France. And it was also amazing, though. But one small takeaway that I had was the, the sunset and sunrise. It was so different. Uh, you know, these are the small things that you don't see often in social media when people blog or post about it. But, you know, I was walking, I was going around Paris, and I felt tired. I didn't know why. There was The sun was still up and everything was still okay. Until I realized it was already 8 p.m. You know, I'm used to the Manila, the Manila sunset around 6 or 5 or 7 sometimes, but 8 p.m.? It was weird. Then 9 p.m., there was still sun. It was a small takeaway for me that I really enjoyed. And it was amazing. It was amazing. But if you ask me what my favorite travel destination was, I would definitely say South Asia. More specifically, Nepal. This is where I met all the, the characters. Uh, all kinds of people. You know, from hippies to guys who quit their job and just wanted to travel three months, people, college students who were, who were taking gap years. And that was amazing. That was amazing. I, I also experienced this thing they do, you know, Hindus do, when uh, live cremation in open air. Like, that's unheard of here in the Philippines, let alone cremation live that you can watch and there were tons of bodies i was talking to my guide and he said you know you won't would, wouldn't miss miss a thing so like i went to this temple pashupatinath temple i don't know if i'm saying that right in nepal and i got a guide because i really wanted to learn about the temple he was asking me for around a thousand rupees and it was too big for money for me uh for me because i was uh, on a budget and I told him, okay, I'm going to pay you a thousand rupees, but first, I want you to show me the, the open air commission. Second, I want to see a holy man. And I want to talk to a holy man. He told me, no problem. 
you will definitely see an open air cremation because every day there is one. So yeah, we went there and explained to me that open air cremations in Hinduism is can often be seen there because unlike in the Philippines where uh, when a relative dies, you, you know, uh, there's this thing that you have to wait a week. Forgot the term, but you have to wait wait for a week and before you bury them, right? In Hindu countries like India, uh, after they die, they should immediately be cremated as soon as possible by the Ganges River. Well, the Ganges isn't in Nepal, but there's uh, the upstream of the Ganges, he said, came from that river in Nepal at the Pashupatina Temple. See, those are the things that you wouldn't expect of hearing or even seeing. But, you know, if you travel, you will you'll be able to. That was my stint. Uh, I've been to India as well. Uh, Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Uh, actually, I've been there because of work. I have worked in Bangladesh for my dad's company and was able to travel to India and um, Nepal because of that. Those are amazing, right? Okay, so nowadays, uh, you don't have to be a blogger to get people to go somewhere to a certain des- destination. You just have to have a social media account, right? In the influence of social media in traveling is a double-edged sword, in my opinion. One, it has a, a lot of positive effects, right? Should have been. Like, there are places that you wouldn't know existed if it wasn't for social media. If, for example, one is... During my birthday two years ago, I decided to do some charity work. Uh... It was in, I was going to do a charity work in Buscalan, Kalinga. It's also in the Cordilleras here in the Philippines. And also get a tattoo, uh, an, a tribal ancient tattoo by Apo Wangod. If you haven't heard of Apo Wangod, she's a Mamba Batok. Or in their culture, I don't know what a Mamba Batok does, but she does tattoos. Because in their culture, tattoos... Uh, symbolizes a lot of things, right? From warriors, from, uh, you know, meaning, right? Tattoo symbolizes a lot of things. Then, one positive thing I have learned once I got there that people never really knew, the outside world never really knew about Apo Wangod before she blew up in social media, okay? The story goes that there was this one foreigner who travels the world and every time he vi- visited the country, he would get a tattoo. He got to the Philippines, researched a bit. Then, I think they told me a government agency led him going to Buscalan. Okay? Now, Buscalan, it's on top of a mountain. It's really hard to go to. It's a village on top of a mountain. There's no highways going there. Like, to go there from a highway, you will walk around an hour or two. You will hike an hour or two. There are no roads going there but by foot. People there only do agriculture, right? Here's the thing. 
So this guy goes to Wangod, gets a tattoo, shows it, uh, shares it around the world, shares it on social media. They said that was around back in the 2000s, early 2000s, I think, if I recall correctly. Then, now, Apple Wangood is a star. Turns out, she was the last Mamba Bato. She was the last tattoo artist. She's now 100 years old. But because of social media, the, the influence of social media, she had to train the next person to do these tattoos. Now, the Buscalan, the village, doesn't just solely re- rely on uh, agriculture to survive, but now heavily relies on tourism. Every corner of the village, you will see homestays, free coffee when you go to their homes. Almost all of the village now relies on tourism just because of one person who shared that. Just because of one person in the village, it impacted that village. The reason that I I did my charity work in that village because I know it's remote. But, you know, I wouldn't know that village ever existed if it wasn't for social media. I got myself great tattoos. My first tattoos on both shoulders because of that. And you see how much, you know, the characters you meet from traveling to one place to another, you meet a lot. The bus driver, the food vendor. You meet a lot. You savor every moment of that. And yeah, by the way, that time going there, I met a couple, a Russian couple who travels the world. And now we're friends on online, right? We talk every time I see them post something. You, know, you, you get friends. That's a good thing. But one negative effect of social media on traveling is an unrealistic expectation. That's one. Like some, I, I don't know, but I, I, don't, I don't know them. I don't follow them, but there are some influencers on social media who would post uh, really nice pictures, really nice experiences, but that, that didn't really happen when they traveled. Or, you know, there are always re- unrealistic expectations. But, you know, every travel, every journey is his or her own, right? But one thing, one of my pet peeves when I travel, especially when I travel alone, is to see people who travel just to post. Yeah. You, you know those kinds of people. Maybe you're one of those people. I was one of those people. I tried blogging. I tried to be a social media influencer, but uh, didn't even didn't, didn't really took off, right? You know, I just traveled just to post. I think I've heard. Uh, I'll update you guys on this, but I think I've heard like a study or a research I've read or something that people nowadays travel to post because. Not to experience traveling, not to experience culture, but they travel just to post, just to show their friends that 
they are able to do this, they are able to do that, they can go here, go there. And that takes away the fun in traveling and social media. It's com comparing. And those are my pet peeves. But, I, you know, sometimes you want to travel and post to inspire. But don't travel and post to make others jealous of you. So I'm sorry if this hurt this is hurting some of you guys, but it's the truth. It's hard, right? Again, there are positives and negatives when it comes to traveling, but and the influence of social media with it. But you know, you travel to experience it. Okay? One of my final thoughts when traveling is, you know, just keep these in mind when you travel, right? You embrace it. You embrace traveling. You embrace the experience. Every single moment of it. Enjoy. Indulge in the people you meet. No, don't, don't indulge in them physically, but I don't know. Depends on you, but you indulge with the experience, right? You, you make friends. You meet a lot of people. You indulge in a nice cup of coffee on top of a mountain. You indulge in beer crafted in that particular place. That's amazing. You share your food with people you meet on the bus. Th those are the small things why traveling is important and why traveling is priceless. You, should, you know, it's always my advice that you know, once in your lifetime, you should always try to travel at least al once alone. Let me rephrase that. You should travel solo at least once in your lifetime. Another thing is don't be afraid to meet new people. You don't know what you're going to experience with new people. Just be careful though. Just be careful. But for me personally, I never really had bad experience meeting new people. I don't know if it's my intuition. But I've always had good people along the way. Like, I met this guy back when I was in Nepal. I got lost. I got lost in the alleys. I saw a white guy. A white dude. I ran up to him and said, Hey, do you speak English? And he said, yeah, I do. Ask him if he knew the way to Thamel, the, the tourist uh, center of Kathmandu. He said he was going there. And I told him, can I come? Because of meeting that person, I gained a new friend. He was in Nepal for the past four weeks. And he taught me everything to go to Nepal. To go to. And, you know, until now, we're still friends. We almost met at Paris. But uh, his flight was earlier than mine. Like, he, he left when I arrived. Something like that. But we're good friends right now. He's he's a Israeli. He also traveled the world. And it was fun. It was fun. I met new friends, new people. Like, I honestly just want to go back to Nepal. Go back to the hostel I, I gone to. Then just drink beer there. Meeting random strangers. I met people from Germany. I met people from Australia, New Zealand, Israel, Russia. It's freaking amazing. And we're all friends right now. We share notes, travel notes, because they, they all travel a lot. 
So don't be afraid to meet new people when traveling. And traveling is always fun. Okay? Yeah, you should, I guess you should share your experiences on social media. I'm all for it. But when you travel, don't waste the experience. Don't waste the chance to meet new people. Don't waste the chance to eat new food just because you're busy on your phone. You hide your phone or, you know, delete your apps, your social media apps when you travel. Take down notes if you want to and just enjoy it. That's the fun of traveling. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We're at the 30-minute mark and... Thank you. Thank you for listening to my thoughts and thank you for joining this conversation. If you're just uh, if you just put me in the background, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And for the next episode, I have some topics in mind, but I want you to be part of our next conversation. If you have any topics you think I should talk about, write it down in the comment section below or tweet me at Justin Demanilla. That's Justin without an E, Demanilla. Again, Guys, thank you for listening, and thank you for listening to the Man From Manila podcast. Again, this is your host, Justin, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you very much, and that is the episode on traveling. See you guys!